0: hello everybody and of course welcome back to another episode of x talking news with your boy x you already know what to do, if you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on a Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button. And as well, if you are on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can be subscribed to X-Hawk As Well, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future. Ding. And as well, if you are on Twitter, check us out on Periscope. At X-Talking Edition as well, check us out on my personal page, X-Williams81. I went ahead and retweeted it, so no excuses not to be able to watch X-Talking-ish tonight. Alrighty then-ish, we are finally here. Last episode of the regular season. Uh, Well, I should say last recap of the regular season. Uh, Obviously we still have the postseason to review and then obviously the big shebangety-bang of the Super Bowl. Uh, With that being said, just want to thank everybody once again for tuning in throughout the season, Uh, listening to us ramble about the London Jags and Danny Dimes and, and Kirk Cousins and anybody else in between that we like to ramble about. So, Uh, As always, we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us every Sunday morning and Tuesday night. Uh, With that being said, this is going to be a very, very jam-packed episode. We have a lot to talk about. Um, We are reviewing, of course, the Week 18 matchups. We're also, of course, talking about some of these coaching firings that happened on Black Monday. And as well, we're going to preview the Wild Card Weekend slate of games um, that are ranging from Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It looks like the NFL is having a little success with this wildcard weekend, so they want to, of course, continue with making those dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Ish. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's go all the way back to Thursday, and let's talk about the Chiefs and Raiders game. Um, let's be honest, though. It's really not too much to talk about chiefs did what a a, not just a super bowl contending team but also a number one seed in the afc team would do and that's and that's take care of business against a lesser opponent i'm not gonna spend too much time on your team this is your team so i'll let you go ahead and take the floor
1: no chiefs did what they were supposed to do they took care of business um like we said about a lot of teams going in uh on the previous show uh crossing t's dotting your eyes that's what this was uh business as usual although they were playing around doing snow globe plays and all sorts of other nonsense but um yeah i mean they look good going into the playoffs and you hope that they can just carry this momentum forward uh now is the time that matters all that other stuff that was happening before it doesn't matter anymore we're now at crunch time where where you know people earn their money and people lose their jobs and um yeah, we're going to see how it goes. You call it the snow go play. I call it the ring around the rosy, hey,
0: whatever you want to call it. It was uh, one of those things where you don't see on an NFL field uh, all the time, but it's the Chiefs. So, I mean, anything that is unexpected is should be expected to see when it comes to that Chiefs offense. Um, the only thing that I will just caveat and, and finish up before we move on is when it comes to this Kansas City quote-unquote dynasty, uh, longevity of a run, a career window, championship window for Patrick Mahomes, the same way Joe Burrow talked about himself. Uh, We don't judge the Chiefs off of regular season success anymore. They are the standard, especially within the AFC. They have taken over the Patriots reign over the last 20-plus years when Brady was there. They are not a standard, and let's and like it's just saying um, the regular season doesn't really matter anymore for them. It's about postseason play, and it's about Patrick Mahomes getting back to another Super Bowl to try to get him ring number two, and continue to build on to the Patrick Mahomes legacy, and also Travis Kelsey as well. Travis Kelsey is pretty much a part of whatever Patrick Mahomes does within that Chiefs organization. Uh, so again. Uh, Travis Kelsey is trying to build a legacy himself there, especially being in the shadow of Tony Gonzalez as the tight end position. Uh, let's get to the comment section right quick. Fractuana says, A, that play when he did the toss to Pat, and then he threw the touchdown was fire. He also says, Ish, are you worried about the secondary for the Chiefs? I was at
1: the beginning of the season, but they
0: have played well.
1: Uh, I was worried at the beginning of the season, but I, as I said, I think in the middle of the season the one of the shows – Um, we just needed time for them to kind of grow, gel, get experience because it's a really young, and inexperienced secondary. And, I mean, I think they've been able to do that. Uh, If if I would say there is a concern I have for the Chiefs, there's still the concern, right? Like um, all the other things are business as usual, but with that secondary, uh, it is going to be a concern, especially against teams like the Bengals and the Bills. Uh, You come up against teams like that, you're going to need your secondary to be on point. And um, this is a young, inexperienced secondary. So we'll see how it goes. They look good as the season has gone along. Um, But, again, you can look good all you want to during the regular season. When playoff times come and the pressure is on, are you able to perform then? Not everybody can do it. Um, So we'll have to wait and see and i had a brain fart this game was on saturday this was the doubleheader of
0: saturday where we had Chiefs raiders and in the nightcap we had titans and jags and uh for some people uh i guess some people assume that i would think that the titans was going to win this game but Uh, If you you don't remember, but I did choose the Jaguars to win this game because I've stated three weeks ago that the Titans are uh, on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, And they decided, the Tennessee Titans decided to let their four or five game lead in the division slip away. And the Jacksonville Jaguars decided to keep on playing in the second half of the season and was able to snatch victory out of... Uh, the hands of the Titans to be able to win the AFC South and make a playoff appearance this Um, season-ish. Besides the Titans choking it away, and look, I have no problems um, uh, with the Titans getting all of the slander that they rightfully deserve. Not going to sit here and make any excuses for injuries. Not going to make any excuses for this, that, and the third at the end of the day, like I said, every season, every every team has injuries. Everybody has to deal with whatever they have to deal with and keep on moving. Um, but I'm happy. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm happy that we did not make the playoffs because all we would have done was just make fools of ourselves and get blown out in the first round and and just waste a week of preparation and, and guys physically physically their body wasting a week of their body uh, for them to be ready for next season. Um, With that being said, I want to talk about the Jags right quick, and then I'll throw the question up to you, Ish. Um, We have to be a a little bit impressed with the way that the Jags end the season. Um, The way that they started off the season was very um, eyebrow-raising, especially for a Doug Peterson team. Uh, Coming into the season, there was a lot of hype, Uh, not so much just for the Doug Peterson hire, but also – Uh, all of the free agents they were able to acquire in the offseason, and also a couple of draft draft picks within the draft itself. Uh, Some people like myself said, hey, look out for the Jags. But I never put the Jags into division uh, contention, not because they were bad, but because honestly, I just thought they were a year away. Um, usually with Doug Peterson's tenure on teams, usually it's the second year, usually it's the first year he establishes some things, and then that second year is when they when a team usually takes off for them. Well, it looks like they only needed a year, especially a year removed from Urban Meyer. I know if you've tuned into X Talking Issue over the past year, you know that we talked very, very, very poorly about Urban Meyer and. The Jaguars had to have to deal with that last year and they were able to wipe the slate clean. And Doug Peterson came in and have done a phenomenal job, not just with Trevor Lawrence, but with the whole team. Right. Ish? And especially the second half of the season. I think that is why we have to really, really tip our hats to the Jacksonville organization for keeping this groups a group of guys together in that second half. And making a run and look at where they were able to uh, come out on that end of division champs. And who knows, maybe even um, upset a team within the division. I'm sorry, uh, within the playoffs, even though they will be hosting the game because they won their division. Some people might still look at them as the underdog going into the playoff uh, game against the Chargers, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. uh, But again with the jacks could they maybe shock the world this upcoming playoff run and and you know maybe win a game or two they're not supposed to ish what'd you say Oh, really you fell asleep on me
1: no i didn't fall asleep on me
0: anyway, what i what i'm asking is will the jacks be able to make a playoff run um not just with an upset in the first round but maybe even a upset in the second round
1: I just want to start off by saying God save the king. Um, Shout out to all the fans out there in London, uh, repping for the Jags because, you know, they, they put on for you, baby. They put on for you. They represent the UK and the U S and yeah, I think that they, they have an opportunity. They are a team that they, they got a good quarterback. They got a good um, run game. They try to balance it out a little bit and the defense is able to make the plays here and there. So um, I definitely think that there's a way that they can make a run, potentially. Um, they got to handle the first game, though, and once they do that, we'll see what happens from there. But, you know, just being able to make it to the playoffs is a big win for the Jaguars, this organization, what they've been through um, just in the past two years. And um, it, it is, uh, you know, a bright spot for all the fans out there in London, you know, supporting their team.
0: I mean, I definitely agree, of course. Um, And besides the London Jags, I know, of course, that is your team. Um, I think this gives them an opportunity to stay in Jacksonville maybe just one more year. Fracture Wildness says, and he was talking about the last topic we talked about with the Chiefs. He said, I feel like Tony is going to show out in the playoffs this season. He also says that push the Jags made in the middle of the season was very impressive. The Chargers better come to play because they, they scary, at least in the first round. Fractal also said Doug is a leader of men and Urban is a leader of boys because this is virtually the same team from last year. And I will agree, yeah, a little disagree. They did make a lot of moves over the offseason where they did add a couple of offensive threats, especially obviously with uh, Christian Kirk. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the team is virtually the same team. Um, but, boy, what does what, what a difference a year makes with real coaching and a – guy like Trevor Lawrence being able to not be on the ground all the time and look like a bump quarterback to standing upright and actually making some sound throws and looking like the guy that a lot of people projected him to be. And Lee here, he says, crazy the potential this team is showing and that Calvin Ridley trade. Nobody thinks about or sees on the field could be dangerous. Yeah, um, that's something to look into next season when Calvin Ridley is able to play again. Um yeah, I'm look I as a Titan fan within the division, I'm somebody to to worry. Uh that's that's sorry, that's worried um uh, because if you're looking at the teams in the division, I mean, the Jags, they could only get better next season and some of the other teams in the division it's it, it's not like there's going to be just a year or year change for some of these teams in our organization to where they could probably surpass the Jags next year. If they're able to keep this together moving forward for the Jags, I mean why they why can't they win nine or ten games, right?
1: Ish. Very true, very true. I mean, like I said, I think we all have come to the conclusion now that there was there was a problem with this team last year and it all stemmed from Urban Meyer. So kudos to Doug Peterson. Um, I'm still waiting for the official move to London, but hey, we'll see. All right, we shall see. Let's go ahead and move on to the Buccaneers and the
0: Falcons. Not too much to talk about in this game. Uh, Fractal Warner also says Jags are the best spot to run this division for the next four years. I don't know about four years. Let's say let's give them, let's give them two. Let's let's see if they can run the division for two years before we give them four. All right, uh, Buccaneers and Falcons, not too much to talk about in this game. Um, We talked about this on Sunday while we were questioning Vegas, giving giving the Falcons a uh, Mm four-point favorite. But uh, it makes a lot of sense because, obviously, Tom Brady wasn't playing in that game too much. Um, They went ahead and got him in, got him up out of there, because they obviously are ready for the playoffs. Don't want to get Tom Brady hurt for no reason. Um, it's Not really too much to talk about this game because the Falcons are going home, getting ready for next season. The Buccaneers are getting ready for their upcoming matchup against the Cowboys at Monday Night Football. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh Overall, though, since one team's season is over with and another team is continuing to move on-ish the very very early grade uh which we'll do a little bit later on in the next couple of weeks on how we how we view some of these teams but for the falcons what would you grade the falcons of this past season a through an f
1: um i mean if i'm looking at the falcons and where they finished and kind of what we thought they were going to be able to do uh i think i'd give them a good like b plus i think they did pretty well uh, I think that some of the situations they had could have been handled a little bit better, especially with the quarterback situation. We really don't know what's going on there. Um, do they really believe in Desmond Ritter? Is he the quarterback of the future for Atlanta? We'll have to wait and see on that. Um, so because of that, I'm giving them a B plus. It probably had they, you know, been able to finish off a little bit better, they would have gotten an a. But I think they're definitely moving in the right direction. And so, you know, I'm excited to see where they go from here, what they're able to do in the draft this upcoming year to help them continue this momentum, because this division is definitely up for grabs um, moving forward. Uh, Tom Brady most likely won't be back next year with Tampa Bay. Carolina has their own issues at the quarterback position and, uh, and head coach and so on and so forth. Um, New Orleans, we all know the debacle that they have as far as their cap situation right now and what they're doing, um, what they're going to do with that restructuring people they can't keep Michael Thomas healthy. Um, is he even still going to be on the team? Who knows? And then um, of course, you know, you're just thinking Atlanta, you're in a good spot because of what you were able to do, um, but I don't know. I'm also questioning um, some of their situations that they have going on. They traded Calvin Ridley, as we already pointed out, to the Jaguars. So, like, are they going to be able to capitalize off that trade? What What did they do um, with the pieces they acquired? We'll have to wait and see. So a lot of question marks for all of these teams in the, AFC, in the NFC South. You uh, spoke very highly of the Falcons, talking about you might have given them an
0: A. I, I would have given them a solid B. I'm sorry, solid C, no higher than a B minus. That just that's just me. I I feel. Bro, as they
1: well. finished one game out of the playoffs. I
0: I feel as though that they could have could have had a couple of more wins. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I so feel like wrong. they could have had an even better no, season. You know no,
1: come I, on, man. Know, that's just my opinion. that's some bias. It's my opinion. I'm just no, saying. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and
0: move on to the Patriots and the Bills. Um, now, this game, of course, is the, the – can I can't say the um, – this was the first game back for the Bills since the DeMar Hamlin uh, incident on Monday. Um the first play of the game, if you were watching, of course, was a kickback. Went uh, back. Kick return for a touchdown. back. Prompted a lot of uh, uh, conspiracy theorists on social media to say, man, how did this happen? Um, first play of the game for the, for the Bills. But um, if you were watching that game, after that play, that, that play pretty much set the tone for the rest of the game. And the Bills never looked back. Uh, won this game pretty handily by – a little close to two touchdowns um the bills obviously are in the playoffs the patriots will not be this season but that's to me i feel like it's, it's kind of good for the patriots patriots need a little you know, need to go back and and, and lick the wounds and, and learn how to be a better team without tom brady and and we'll see y'all next year mac maybe you know mac jones or zappy whoever wants to be the quarterback back there will get a little bit better and the Patriots will figure it out, but for right now, the Bills are the AFC East Kings, and they are who we thought they were. Um, they will probably be the team to challenge the Chiefs, except for maybe the Bengals. Uh, those probably are the top three teams in the AFC to be looking out for uh, coming out of that conference. But overall, this this game is pretty much more the same. Uh, I don't think too many people expected the Patriots to go into Buffalo and win that game anyways. Um, uh, Like I said, other than that, it's not really too much to talk about. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Is she having anything to say?
1: No, there's nothing too much to say other than this was a playoff game for the Patriots and they lost. So, you know, you don't get you don't deserve to to get any further. You can't win your playoff games. Um, or your games in the re- at the end of the regular season when it matters, and they weren't able to take care of business. So rightly so did not in the playoffs, and um, Miami lucked into a playoff spot. I say lucked into a playoff spot. They earned their playoff spot, but at the same time, you know, they didn't really control their destiny there at the end.
0: Well, I mean, they they controlled their own destiny because they won their game. Yeah, they won their and game. They yeah, well, the exactly. had to wait for somebody else. It was Maybe very ugly. Won, won. Well, we'll get into that soon as well, too. But, yes, they did get in due to uh, the loss from the Patriots and also uh, the Steelers as well. So let's go ahead and move on to the Vikings and the Bears, more of the same. And don't need to when talk it comes to the bad teams, uh, losing to good teams, again, not too much really mm-hmm. to talk about. Uh, well, well, I lied. Actually, it is too much. There is a little bit to talk about. Here we go. We'll talk about this game, and then we'll, I'll segue into a team that we were thinking we're going to lose, but it ended up not. The best, the best news out of this game for the Chicago Bears is that they got the number one pick because they lost to the Vikings, obviously, and then the Houston Texans, we'll talk about them shortly, ended up winning their game, uh, and it allowed the Chicago Bears to get the number one pick in this upcoming draft. Matter. It doesn't matter because I think both teams are looking for different things for their teams, so exactly. it really doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. who got one or two. Uh, for, let's be real, though. When it comes to getting the number one pick, it's more about the media hyping up the number one pick for you as an organization. Well, not the right pick. That's really what it's about. But what's interesting for the Bears to get the number one pick is, is that it seems as though they're still not sold on Justin Fields, which is completely understandable. I mean, he's – He's still a, a work in mm-hmm. progress, right? But when it comes to just a pure athlete, what he brings to you for the organization—I mean, you would think maybe he would—they would want to build off of him. But there are a lot of experts out there predicting that they might trade that number one pick. They might trade. They might trade Justin Fields. I'm saying they, they might draft well, obviously somebody with the number one pick and then trade Justin Fields for for multiple picks either in this draft or the drafts uh, in the future. I was kind of surprised on seeing that as well too. I don't believe but that. That's just what I'm seeing. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but again, it will be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't really think that you get rid of the Fields to bring in an unproven guy like a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young just because of the hype that they they're surrounding them. But maybe Chicago knows something that we don't but we've seen the the GM carousel and the head coaching carousel Chicago has had over the last 5 plus years right um, so it, I, I don't really know what direction that they want to go in so it'll be interesting to see what happens how this all plays out uh, i know fraction one of one of our uh, draft experts over there so you know if you want to let us know what you think the bears might want to do with the number 1 pick because i'm kind of lost ish
1: yeah, I don't believe the Justin Fields thing. I think that they got to build some sort of storyline around the number one pick because this year, otherwise, it would just be born as hell. There's no storyline, really. Um, I think it's just a standard. The Bears pick the best player on their board that's not a quarterback and then move on. I mean, they could trade some picks to move down if they want to get more picks, but I doubt they do that. Um, I think they just kind of build on what they have. And then the – Texans who can't do anything right at all, uh, and that includes losing, so that they can have the number one pick. Um, I, I don't even know who knows what they might do at number two. A lot of people think they're gonna pick quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and pick a uh, you know defensive lineman or something. I mean, I I'm aim mad at the pick.
0: pick. All right, let's go ahead and move on to those Houston Texans that we talked about before. Um, if you tuned in on Sunday, X talking issue you would have
1: saw that your boy X here actually did pick the Houston Texans. I picked the game. Texans
0: too. No, you didn't, sir. You picked the Texans.
1: I asked at Next the term. end. I said, I wanted to trade my pick. I said, I, I know. And I pick.
0: said, and I said, no, it's too late. You can't Bruh, do that. Nah. Right. Nah, I changed my pick. Anyways, this, this, this guy here. Anyways, I had the Texans win in the game. They obviously did that because like it said, the Texans can't do anything correctly. And they can't even lose games that they're not supposed to uh, win correctly as well too. <sighs> but I will say, hell of an effort though by the Houston Texans. Not just this game, but the last six weeks of the season, the ways they have come out to play against especially teams that are better than them. Um, I, I mean, you, you seriously do have to tip your cap to them. Uh, there's younger guys like, like, P, uh, Pete, I think it's Pierre, Pierre or Petrie. I feel like I'm saying it cor- incorrectly. Um, and of course, Damian Pierce before his injury. Uh, and also, um, uh, unfortunately we haven't seen Stingley Jr. In a very long time to the hinge injury, but I feel like the, the Texans have talent there. It just really seems as though like nobody wants to play anymore after, after the first half of the games, um, I don't know if people feel the type of way about the organizational leader. I don't know if they feel the type of way about Lovey Smith. I Cal don't,
1: I, I, don't I
0: don't. really know what's going on. But um, the amount of young talent that the Texans have, I will say as a Titans fan, I'm jealous. I wish we had some of that talent.
1: Um, I mean, Cal McNair need to go. That's number one, first and foremost. Um, I just think that, you know – it. it Overall, the collective of the team wasn't the makeup just wasn't there. Right. They need to get better at a lot of positions. They got a lot of holes to fill. But the young guys, they were bright this this season. That's one thing I can say about the Texans. Um, Jalen Petrie was a hell of a pick. Uh, I actually projected him to go or I in our mock draft, I wanted the Chiefs to pick him. Unfortunately, you know, the Texans were able to get him. Stingley, he looked good, although I still think that was a mistake. I still think they should have went with Sauce, and I Sauce, think that mm-hmm. Sauce has played. Um, we've seen that, man, what could have been right there, but Stingley still looking solid. Um, like you said, Damian Pierce is looking solid for them. They have a nice young core that they're building. If they're able to get a good um, – if they're able to make good picks with these first two picks they have in the first round – um, which are pretty high up there. Um, they can re- they could leapfrog into the even the playoffs next year. It might seem crazy, but when you look at some of these other teams who just a year ago we were like, Oh, well, you know, they're starting their rebuild, and look at what they're able to do: the Lions, the Falcons, the Jags. I mean, these are teams who we really didn't think they were gonna be in the conversation, and they ended up being the conversation this year it just takes the right head coach, you know, the right um, luck as far as injuries and stuff in your division. And hey, you could end up making the playoffs. So the Texans with this young core, they make the right picks in this upcoming draft. We could be talking about them come late in the season next year about possibly making it in the playoffs. And I mean, it helps there in the AFC South right now because Tennessee is aging. They have a lot going on there. The Colts are in shambles. Um, don't really know what they're doing there. Jacksonville's looking bright right now, but let's all remember. In 2017,
0: Giants, let's remember 2017. Yeah, you know, was I mean, right there in the AFC Conference <laughs> Championship game, and things just <laughs> fell apart.
1: Yeah, they just fall apart. You never know with that organization. So um until they really come out and prove it next year, you just can't pencil them in as the winner. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Uh um
0: I, again i think they are a hell of a rebound and story for this past season and um not just them like i said the lions and even the giants you can throw the giants in there and get a couple other teams and it's great for the nfl to to show everybody else that hey you it can happen is we just saw the bingos last season get to the super bowl and they have another opportunity to be able to get back this season so when it comes to the organization and putting the right pieces around to be successful, it's, it's worth, a lot of organizations are showing more and more that it is possible um, to do that. Fractual also says I'm thinking Will Anderson or the kid from Georgia. Number one, he's talking of course about the draft.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he also
0: says, I can't wait to see Stingley out of cover two and 88 is coming back Would love for them to take, Uh, Young number two and get the kid out of Texas in the second round, running back that is. He also uh, said, I would love to see a Ben Johnson and 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 Kingsbury head coach, offensive coordinator next year. And, uh, of course, course we'll be talking about uh, Cliff Kingsbury very, very shortly uh, when it comes to a head coach that got fired on his day off. Um, let's go ahead and get into the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, I think this is a funny matchup. It's not, but it it is because we have to segue it into the playoff matchup that they are running back this upcoming week. Um, Like you said, it really isn't anything to talk about in a regular season with these two teams. The Bengals won this game pretty handily and had control of this game from Mm -hmm. beginning up to the end. But this upcoming game, or this upcoming week is when it actually matters. This game actually reminds me of just last year in the same division of two teams that, that played each other the last week of the season and they ended up playing each other again first week in the playoffs. And guess what? The Browns got the Steelers. The Browns ended up beating the Steelers when it really mattered and were able to advance in the playoffs. I'm not saying that's going to happen Stop now. Stop this. I'm not Stop trying this. to build it up like that's going to happen. Stop Obviously, this. the Ravens do not have Lamar Jackson. Most, I, I, I think, most likely, he won't be playing. Uh, and even if he does play, I don't think that he's in he game shape. He like what a whole month, to, Come a little more than a month, to be able to play against these Bengals and win this game. So, like Ish said, it really isn't anything to talk about, but we do have to talk about it. Uh, very soon once we segway, once we segue back into the playoff games uh other than that uh just more from Joey Burrow doing Joey Burrow things um and like he said in his post game quote his championship window is his whole career and i believe i believe so um he's he's somebody that um he is a i think a 10 times better version of Joe Namath He's everything that the NFL – he's everything that the NFL projects Joe Namath to be, the, the swag, the cool, the this, the that, but as a better football player. If you go look at Joe Namath as a, as a football player and his look at his stats, they ain't the greatest. They really ain't. NFL just be hyping him up from time to time because it's Joe Namath. But let Joey B get him a Super Bowl ring. He will be this generation's Joe Namath easily um and continue on being being swagged out out there joey joey b One also says lamar coming back this is going to be one of those Stop. smash mouth games that the afc north Stop. always puts on yeah i don't i just don't see lamar coming back for this game um not because he physically can't, I, I think he might be okay to play. I just, I would be honest with you. I think this is one of those times where you have to finally look at yourself in the mirror and say, maybe I don't need to play because I'm worried about this contract and let me take care of my body first so I can go out and get this contract for the next three to four more years. So that's what you need to be worried about. That's what you need to take care of instead of going out there and, and playing for your pride, your ego, for the kids, for the love of the game, whatever you want to use. Let's go ahead and not do that and go ahead and make your money, Lamar. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Jets and the Dolphins, like we talked about before. A very don't even very, talk about very, this either. Very, very good game. Hell. Um, the Dolphins pulled out a win by the hair of their chin chin chin, and they were able to make the playoffs. Uh, both of these teams are after are kind of the same. Uh, both have highs and lows throughout the season. At one point in time, the Jets were looking like they were playoff bound and into the season um, not on a high note. The Dolphins were looking good at one point, then they dropped off. Looking good at one point, then they dropped off, but they were able to win when it matters. So they were able to win, of course, week 18 game, number 17 of the season. And with other teams losing, it allowed them to get that final spot in the AFC and the Dolphins are now in the playoffs, ish. If Tua is healthy, do the Dolphins have a chance? No, stop. Okay,
1: that's it. We're not even going. I go going to entertain it. No, no, no. They no, will no, 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 no. If Tua was healthy leading into the game, maybe potentially. You're going to take a concussed tour and bring him back on this field. Brad, he'd be lucky to you make it like through. You like they ain't did it before. He'd be lucky to make it through the entire game. That man will be lucky to make it through the entire game. No, miss me with that nonsense. The The Dolphins are happy to be there. Good job, guys. Um You finally got over the hump of making it into the playoffs, even though you got the same record you had last year. Um yeah that's the celebration because I just don't see it I don't see it not the way the bills have been playing not with all the the emotional um things that we have going on surrounding the bills at the moment um it's just yeah it's an uphill battle um with Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle who knows but let's just say this if two especially if two is not playing yeah, bro. This one of those games where the NFL, we're going to need y'all to maybe um, do like a Madden simulation or something. Right, here you go. A Madden simulation. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be looking like that national championship game last night. Woo! I didn't know we were going to get on that game sooner or later,
0: but woo! Hey, that wasn't just the biggest beat down in. in title history that was the biggest beat down in bowl history ever that is mm. woo, that is some disrespectful stuff right, mm-hmm. All right let's go ahead and move on uh to a game really that's not need to be talked about what a um pedestrian performance by both of these teams panzer won this game 10 to 7 uh both of these teams uh season is over with nobody will be going to the playoffs um but I will say this for both teams. Maybe these are two teams you might want to look out for in next season in the NFC South, especially how the Panthers uh, go into this off with their, with depending on who they get within their head coach and seeing what the pieces that they are able to put together. Um, we all know that they are not going to hire Steve Wilkes. We never expect them to hire Steve Wilkes. He's just a placeholder for the next coach. Um, And the Saints reports, um, which I just read just five minutes ago, apparently Dennis Allen is expected back as the head coach for the Saints. I know a lot of Saints fans are not too thrilled with that, but looks like the Saints are going to bring Dennis Allen back. Uh, But for the Panthers, again, they have a couple of questions to answer on their end. It'll be interesting to see how they come back next season. Uh, And same thing with the Saints. They had battled a lot of injuries uh, for for their key players. Um, Taysom Hill can't do everything. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with these two teams in the NFC South. Other than that, season was very disappointing for both of these teams, I would I would say. Um, And hopefully for them, they can uh, rebound and, and move on for next year
1: ish. I don't want to talk about these two teams until we start talking about the off-season show. All righty then, let's go ahead and move on then
0: to the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, Steelers won this game, and of course, the most notable thing about this game is that this allowed Mike Tomlin to be over five hundred for his for this season, and of course, another season uh, number sixteen now, which if it hasn't already, will allow him to walk into the Hall of Fame easily. Um, But this season, easily-ish, was probably his toughest coaching job. If not this season, it probably was last season. But these last couple of seasons, we we can definitely say that Mike Tomlin is earning his stripes as a head coach. And if anybody has any questions about if Mike Tomlin is a good coach, I think we seriously need to stop doing that. Um, and if Mike Thomas was to be let go by the Steelers, there would be 29 other teams out here in the NFL who would probably be lining up to get Mike Thomas' to service. Who knows? Maybe not 29, maybe 25, maybe 20. Who knows? But the point is, it'll be more than half the league. And um, I'm excited to see what the Steelers look like next season. I will not make that same mistake again, picking them to win the division next year because I don't expect them expect that to happen. But I would like to see how the Steelers team uh, build amongst themselves. They have a lot of young pieces. If they can continue to keep building on that, you know, we can maybe see
1: what the Steelers team looks like in the next three to four more years-ish. Um, Yeah, the Steelers, they they need to figure out the offensive line situation. Um, but with Mike Tomlin as the head coach, they're an next factor. You never know what you're going to get from them um, there. The problem that they're going to have is the cincinnati Bengals are in their division um the other two teams there are a lot of question marks surrounding them i think the steelers put themselves in a really good spot um if they can make the right moves in the off season to at least get a wild card spot next year um or start to try to you know knock on the door for the cincinnati Bengals in the aoc north but um you know just hats off to mike tomlin mike tomlin is such a great coach he's a good leader of men uh, we said it in the preview show that they were going to find a way to win because they knew what was at stake and boy did they go out there and make it happen so um i'm happy for them you know they're moving in the right direction they're gonna have to figure out that quarterback position Uh, I'm assuming it's Kenny Pickett's job moving forward. We're not even going to have that question anymore. And I'm looking forward to many more years of Pickett to Pickens.
0: Pickett to Pickens, I definitely do agree on that one. Let's go ahead and move on to the Chargers and Broncos. Not too much really to talk about um, the Broncos, of course, won a game. They, 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 they rode. They rode. They rode up out of there. Uh, but I, I will say the only real big news out of this game was some people had questions and concerns about Brandon Staley keeping his starters in. Uh, and then, unfortunately, Mike Williams ends up getting hurt, uh, hurting his bag. Hopefully he will be available for, um, for the playoff games upcoming weekend. But if he's not, um, I think, unfortunately, that adds another chapter to do you rest? Do you do you let your guys go out there to go play, to not get rusty? Um, because, unfortunately, things like this can happen. Mike Williams has battled injuries all season long, so it's not like it's a guy that first time getting hurt. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Williams has been hurt pretty much all season. But overall, um, the Chargers did not need this game they didn't need to play this game. I'm sorry. They didn't need to play their starters for this game because their seating was already locked up. So, I'll make it short and sweetish. Ooh, was it necessary for Mike Williams to play
1: as long as he played that game? Um, to be honest, not really, but I'm interested to, you know, On one hand, some people will say like, hey, you got to go out there and win every game, put your best foot forward at all times. Um, But I think in this league where playoffs is the I mean, we we already said certain teams, we don't judge you by your regular season record and what you do. We judge you by playoffs. And for this Chargers team. For years now, we've been saying like, oh, they got to make it to playoffs. They got to start doing this. They got to take over. They got to win the AFC West. They got to contend here. They got to do this. And for you to go out there and get, I mean, nothing was going to change from this. I think you had to look forward to the next week. Um, You got to take Jacksonville seriously because they are are a team that could bite you in the butt. And to go and risk players and end up getting a player hurt, uh, if they lose Wild Card Weekend, they deserve it. They deserve it because they obviously didn't take the the assignment serious when it came to um, preparing yourself for the the playoffs. I mean, we saw Baltimore do it. Baltimore did it. They rested a bunch of players. They knew, hey, we're going to play this team again anyway. We got to be prepared for the playoffs. We got to be healthy for the playoffs, and so they rested a bunch of people. They didn't care because you know what? We already knew where we were going to be. And for the Chargers, I think this is yet another example of my well, man. Uh, maybe you just not cut out for this job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe you. Maybe you need a a couple more years as a coordinator before we we bring you back up as a head coach.
0: You talking about Nathaniel Hackett?
1: Uh, no, nah, but my boy Staley, Staley.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the unfortunate thing about Staley since he got to the playoffs with Justin Herbert, he's going to be there for a couple more years. Um, I think he's the one that's holding back this Chargers team, but that's just my opinion. Uh, we'll check in with the Chargers in a little bit once we talk about them playoff run. Giants versus Eagles. Um, Eagles were a 16 point favorite coming into this game, only won this game by six um i don't think that was an that's an indictment on the eagles uh, i think that's if anything it's it's good for them to finally get a win especially with justin field i'm sorry justin hurts i'm sorry oh my apologies jalen hurts to yeah, have I'm jalen hurts my apologies uh finally under center after his shoulder injury um i think it's good for them psyche wise to to get a win uh to go into the playoffs on a good note um before we get into the rest of the spill, let me go ahead and get to the comments right quick. Fresh one that says off topic, but the Popeye's kid meme got a NIL deal.
1: Yeah, he yeah. deserves it. Yeah, I
0: did see that. He uh, deserves it. You were talking about him on social media. Um, I, I mean, at Popeye's with or without him, but hey, go ahead and get your money play boy. Um, but to finish off with mm-hmm. this game, The Giants or both teams, both teams will be in the playoffs. I think the Giants are a team that a lot of people are more shocked about being in the playoffs this this season uh, compared to the Eagles. Uh, If you are a Nostradamus like my friend issue who picked them to win the Super Bowl, um, then you're sitting high right now. Uh, If you're the if you're a Giants fan, you're just happy that the Giants are back in the show uh, once again in a very, very long time. Six years to be exact. Um, so for this game, to me, Ish, I feel as though both teams knew exactly what they were getting themselves into, uh, like we talked about with the, with the uh, previous game, and they're just with well, the Giants more than any, more than any so, where anybody is getting ready for this upcoming playoff game and resting a lot of their guys. Uh, is there anything really to take away from this game, Ish, besides just being the last regular season no. game and getting ready for the postseason? No, nothing to take away
1: from this game. Oh, other than AJ Brown, I believe. Uh, I broke this single season, season. Uh, yes. receiving yard record for the Philadelphia Eagles, which I just want to say shout out to the Tennessee Titans for being complete idiots and trading AJ Brown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you got to say? No. All right. All right, let's go ahead and move on
0: to the Cardinals and the 49ers. Yeah,
1: uh, how about here? Well,
0: actually, it is. Uh, the biggest news, of course, out of that game was it was J.J. Watt's last game as a NFL player. I know Ish um, loves him some J.J. Watt, and I'm very surprised that he's uh, making those faces about the great white hope here in Houston Texans, um, a guy mm-hmm. that everybody loves from Wisconsin to Houston to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um Everybody has nothing but tremendous respect for this guy, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, and a lot of people feel as though he's a walk-in Hall of Famer. Um, Ish, do you feel as though J.J. Watt is the greatest defensive
1: player of our generation? Mm, No, but he was really good. And he deserves, you know, all the praise and accolades he gets because he did it on a team that wasn't very good. Um, I mean, I guess at times they were okay while he was in Houston. But, um, yeah, he, he did it. He didn't complain. He worked. He fought through injuries, played through injuries. Um, yeah, he, he was a great player. Greatest uh, in the generation? Uh, I don't think so. But, um, but still very great player. And, um, yeah, it, he, he'll be missed uh, just for what he represented uh, to the game.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly. We'll move on to the Rams and the Seahawks. More of the same for Baker Mayfield and the Rams out here. Baker Mayfield doing what he do best, which is throw mm-hmm. late game interceptions mm-hmm. to lose the game for his team. And a shout-out to Baker Mayfield doing what I expected him to do, which is lose the game. Other than that, ain't too much really to talk about. Seahawks will of course be in the playoffs. Uh, be interesting to see how everything will aligns for them. Uh, it's good to see them back in the playoffs, especially with a quarterback that we would think that was you know was career was over with after the Jets debacle. Uh, and to see Geno Smith and and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll rise again from the ashes. Let's see what they got ish.
1: Nothing to talk about here.
0: Boy, you're you not in the mood at all, huh? Not in the mood. Mm-mm. All right, let's Mm-mm. go ahead and move on to the Cowboys and the Commanders. Um, there is a little talk about it. We're not going to stay on it too long, but whew, what a pitiful performance by the Dallas Cowboys, huh? Come into uh, D.C. and put up six points. I mean, you'd even score more points than the points that you are favored from Vegas. Um the quick and only question I really have for you Ish, is: Is this an anomaly, or is this something that we need to be concerned about for the Cowboys going into the postseason?
1: I don't think we need to be concerned because they are playing the matchup of the losers in the first round. So whichever loser is able to um, not lose um, as bad as they did the week before will move on. Um, they played it. They played the Bucks on Monday. Yeah, the Bucks lost. Um, this last week too, did they not? Well, my bad. You
0: meant my bad. I, I don't know why the way you stated it. I thought you meant like they're the number one seed and they played the loser
1: of. No, no, no. I mean, the- I mean, the, the both both these teams are losing going into the playoffs, uh, and okay, okay. they're gonna be some. It's gonna be a wonderful matchup of two, two losers. losers. Okay. Two I losers it. playing each other, and uh, I mean, for Dallas, I don't, I don't know. They beat Philly two weeks ago, so. Without Jalen Hurts, but they beat Philly two weeks ago, so it's an anomaly. I don't know. I think it's the Cowboys being the Cowboys, they just do random stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, who knows with this team? We don't really know in this playoff time, and it's gonna get worse. Because you don't know if they're going to be a team that's going to run to the NFC championship game or if they're going to lose to the Buccaneers this week. I really don't know. So I'm just I'm just going to chalk it up to it's Cowboys. So who knows? Um, good luck, everyone, on picking this game that they got this week against the Buccaneers, because I promise you, whatever you pick is probably going to be the opposite.
0: Spoken like a true ex-talking-ish correspondent. I am an percent agree to everything you just said. Let's finish it off with the Sunday night slate game that wrapped up everything for week 18, Lions versus Packers. Now, this game, of course, depending on the Seattle outcome, which made the Lions not able to make the playoffs because the Seahawks won the game, it pretty much now was a game for the Packers to win, to be able to make the playoffs, and the Packers ended up not doing that and losing to the Lions at home and knocking Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. So he doesn't have to worry about losing to the 49ers this season in the playoffs or even in the NFC Championship game. He can just enjoy his psychedelics uh, early this season and and enjoy his time away from the NFL. Um, Overall, though, ish. Are you disappointed in the way that the season ended for the Packers or are you or is this expected because of the way that the season started?
1: Am I disappointed in the way that the season ended for the Packers? Um, well, they're
0: going on they went on the run, you know, you went you went, you went in the 1-4 game straight to try to make an mm-hmm. appearance in the I'm playoffs gonna address that. I'm gonna address game.
1: that. Mm-hmm. Am I disappointed in the way the season ended for the Packers? Um based on how their season went and knowing how their season went, no, not at all. They were lucky to be where they were. This was this team was not good. This team was not a team that deserved to go to the playoffs. And so they got exactly what they deserved. Um, before the season started, if you were to tell me that this was how they were going to end their season... Yeah, I'm disappointed, and I thought, like, come on, the team was not the team on paper shouldn't have been as bad as they were throughout the season, and the fact that they couldn't figure anything out and it took what to get into the last couple of weeks before you actually started playing like you knew what the game of football was serves um, you right. You got beat, and um, you know the the Lions they they've been trying the whole year. If they can put together a solid defense. Who knows uh, what they're going to be able to do next year. But, um, yeah, I saw it coming in. I said that the Lions were going to win this game, and the Lions went out there, and they they said a big F you to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and their fans because um, all that nonsense Aaron was talking about, not losing to this t- type of team and so on and so forth. Here you go. Here you go. All that running your mouth. There you go. Yeah,
0: I mean, at the end of the day, um, the Lions have to take hold of this momentum and build off of this for next season, or this means nothing, really. Um, I think they had a great season, especially with uh, Jamal Williams being able to break Barry Sanders' touchdown record. Um, other than that, you can't just have it be just a one-year fluke or a one-year Good celebration of a season. we got to continue to build off of this, and hopefully we can see the Lions maybe in the playoffs next season. All right, let's go ahead and get into Black Monday. We just want to talk a little bit about some of the coaches that got fired, and then we will preview the weekend wild card games, and then we'll get you all out of here for tonight. Um, Surprisingly, this Black Monday wasn't. Too active uh, for head coaches. We did have some people fired as well. Too well, whatever. The point is is that he's getting added to black to Black Monday. Um, So of course we had Lovey Smith, and as well we also have Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I was expecting a Jeff Saturday as well. I was expecting um, again maybe another onesies or twosies, but for right now, some coaches are safe um, ish. The biggest question for Lovey Smith in Houston Texans are a lot of people feel as though Lovey Smith didn't get a real opportunity and a chance to coach the Houston Texans. For the people that says that say those things, what is your response
1: to that? I 100% agree. This this organization, um, this owner is—they're full of shit. They're full of shit. They hired Lovey Smith at the last minute as a cover-up because they wanted to go hire somebody that had zero experience. And they got called out and sued for it by Brian Flores. And then they wanted to hire Lovey Smith to say, like, oh, no, guys, we're we're not actually like that. And then only to give him one year with one of the worst rosters in the league history and fire him. What does like why not just don't even hire him? Don't even hire him. Just go ahead and go with the dude you wanted to go with in the first place. Instead of hiring loving Smith to give him one year to with a roster that everybody knew they were going to be the worst team in the league, everybody was already predicting them to be the worst team in the league. So lo and behold, they end up being not the worst team in the league, the second worst team in the league, and you still fire that man. And the funniest thing about it that even it's like, come on, Cal McNair. You ain't even wait till Monday. You were so mad that the man went out there and won the game against the Colts and cost you the number one pick that you decided. You know what? I'm not even gonna wait till tomorrow. I'm gonna fire you as soon as we get back to Houston.
0: Right out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was not really too much for me to say. I, I, I knew this was gonna happen. And it happened obviously last season. It was gonna happen this season. <sighs> It's, it's, it's a little disappointing, but a more of the same from the Houston Texans. And, of course, our boy Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, did what he does best in the second half of seasons, which is fall off of the cliff. And it was just more of the same for Kingsbury and the crew. Um, but there already are a lot of rumblings of Kingsbury to be an officer coordinator within the NFL. There are some people that are saying, hey, please come back to college football. Uh, So one thing about Cliff is that he definitely still has plenty of opportunity out here to be a coach. The real question is, is where is he going to go uh, ish? Do you feel as though that he stays in the NFL and stays, or sorry, and becomes an officer coordinator or does he go back to college?
1: Um, I think he might become a coordinator in NFL if he gets the right opportunity. If not, um, I can see him going back to the college ranks. Where he would go in the college ranks definitely depends um, on, you know, some of the coaching carousel that happens during the offseason. Uh, but I think w- w- if the right position opens up, the right coordinator position opens up in the NFL, he'll probably stay in the NFL because I think ultimately he wants to get another head coaching job in the NFL. And I could see a team taking a chance on him, you know, potentially giving him another opportunity uh, because, he had some He had some bright spots, right? And I think the more that these young offensive minds continue to do well in the league, the uh, the more likely he'll be able to get a second opportunity somewhere that believes in him and puts the structure around him to help him on the defensive side of the ball as well.
0: Love the take, sir. I love the take. All right, let's go ahead and talk about these. Wild card weekend games. We're going to spend about two minutes per game, and then we'll go ahead and get y'all up out of here for tonight. I know y'all have things to do, so we do not want to hold y'all all all night. First game, Seahawks vs. 49ers, that'll be on Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on Fox both of us have the 49ers winning this game. Ish, I'll let you take this one first.
1: Yeah, I just got the 49ers based, solely based on D'Amico Ryans in this 49ers defense. I think that they're going to find a way um, to just, you know, stifle Geno Smith in this Seahawks offense. Um and Purdy been looking Purdy the past couple of weeks. He's been showing some poise. He's been showing that you know he's not this. It's not too big a moment for him. And I expect him to just continue playing solid ball. I don't know that the Seahawks defense has that killer instinct that they once had before. Um, and I think that may be the difference. Um, is it may be a defensive battle. Um, if they're able to stand up, but I don't expect them to. So I think that. You know, San Francisco is going to make it really tough for Dino Smith. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy and his uh, San Francisco offense, they're going to be able to, you know, move the ball a little bit, get some points here and there, and uh, ultimately it'll be too much for Seattle.
0: Now, we all expect the 49ers to win this game and probably by at least 10 points. But the only way the Seahawks win this game and, and keep it close, obviously turnovers, Obviously, you know, getting the 49ers turn the ball over. But the 49ers, sorry, the Seahawks have to get pressure on Purdy with four or five men. You, you can't bring six or seven guys to get pressure on Brock because it's just going to be a very, very long game for the Seahawks. Um, if the if they can get Brock Purdy uncomfortable in that pocket, they have an opportunity to maybe win that game. But I just think the 49ers, especially being at home, just have too much and uh, should take care of the job in San Francisco, AKA Palo Alto. All right, the Chargers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, who of course will be hosting that game due to being uh, divisional champs. That'll be on Saturday at 8.15 Eastern, 7.15 Eastern on NBC. And at the moment, Ish and I are split on this game um i guess i will go first and i'll throw it over to ish um Mm -hmm. of course Mm -hmm. if you are not a stranger to the show you do know that i am very high on justin herbert um and with them being able to make it to the playoffs this season um which i'll be honest with you ish i didn't think that they would make it to the playoffs just due to more of the same that i've seen this season that i saw last season but for them to be able to stay to the ship make the playoffs um I think because of the, the the opponent that they're playing, even though it is a game across country in Florida, they're able to take care of business against a young Jacksonville team that they can take advantage of uh, being in the playoffs for the first time, even though, of course, obviously it'll be just Herbert's first time in the playoffs. But I, I think because of the veteran leadership that you do have on that Chargers team It'll allow the Chargers to come out with a victory in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I just think that this Jacksonville team—they're um, kind of—they've kind of turned around the past couple of weeks. They've been able to find the results um, to be able to get in the playoffs. And I've never really been uh 100 sold on the chargers this year i think that they've had a lot of injuries they've had a lot of situations that have just made it hard for them to really find a groove and really get moving and clicking and i think when it comes playoff time like you've got to be in a groove you got to be um you know running on all cylinders and to lose to denver in that last week um and then get the injury with mike williams even coming off the back of the four wins i just don't know if i really trust them they still have the 21st um ranked defense when it comes to points scored and this jacksonville team can put points up they actually can put points on the board so if the defense is not able to stop trevor lawrence and um, this Jacksonville offense. We know Doug Peterson comes in. He games plans really well for playoff games, uh, especially around young um, quarterbacks. I think Jacksonville finds a way to win. The only thing that would make me 100% certain is if this game was in London, which unfortunately it is not, but uh, I still Thank think God. Jacksonville finds a way.
0: Love the take. Let's move on to Dolphins versus the Bills. This will be on Sunday. This will be the first game of that Sunday Slade. One o'clock Eastern time, two o'clock. Oh, my apologies. This is be really, the. This should be the opposite. My apologies on that one. Uh-huh. It should be uh-huh. one o'clock Central time, two o'clock Eastern time. No, wait, uh-huh. actually, my apologies. I messed it up again. Let me go ahead and redo this one. This should be one o'clock Eastern time, twelve o'clock Central time. There we go. Alrighty then. Um, this will be on CBS. We're not going to hold up too much time on this game um, until the Dolphins are able to beat their boogeyman, who are the Buffalo Bills. A playoff game is not going to change that. And a uh, uncertain quarterback position um, is not going to help that at all. Um, The Bills are on a mission. the only team that's really going to beat the Bills just, is just it's just going to be a team that's better than them. That's either the Bengals or the Chiefs. I don't see the bit. don't see the Dolphins upsetting them in the first round, um, and that's pretty much it for me. Is
1: yeah, I agree. I don't see the Dolphins upsetting them. Uh, I think the Bills are just a better team, and I expect them to win this game.
0: And this is also game number two of three of divisional matchups as well, too. So be interesting to see how some of these divisional matchups uh unfold on saturday sunday as well the giants versus the vikings this is on sunday 4 30 eastern time 3 30 central on fox uh another one of our split decisions on this one again if you are not a stranger of the show you probably will guess why we both have these picks um i'm pretty sure ish really wants to go with the vikings because he believes in kirk cousins but i'm gonna let him uh,
1: go with his spill and, and and let us know why he put the Giants. Um, Yeah, just plain and simple for me, uh, the NFC East has performed pretty well against the Minnesota Vikings this year, um, especially the top half of the NFC East. Uh, the Vikings did not perform well true. against the Eagles or the Cowboys. And even when they played the Giants in week 16, um They only beat the Giants by three points, and the Giants were leading the game after the third quarter um, 13-10. to So I do think that this is a closer game than people expect. While I do respect this Minnesota team, I think they're a really good team. I also think that the Giants are a really good team, and I think that Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley being able to rest up a little bit in Week 18 they got that opportunity to maybe get back to where we need them to be so that they can compete in the playoffs. Everybody's surprised that they're here. Nobody's expecting anything of them. I think it would be a great opportunity for them to come in this game, upset the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, run it back from Week 16, and just finish the job because really all they had to do was finish in Week 16 and they win that game. Instead, they give up 17 points to the Minnesota Vikings in the fourth quarter to lose that game by three points. So I think if they're able to right the ship, come in with a similar game plan, they can win this game.
0: We shall see on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Ravens-Bengals, another divisional rematch. There's nothing to talk be, about here, it really. Is not uh, this game will be on, uh, like I said, on Sunday on NBC. Uh, It's 8.15 Eastern time, 7.15 Central time. Uh, Again, another rematch of this uh, week 18 matchup that they just had. Um, Unfortunately, with most likely Lamar Jackson not being in the game, it's kind of hard to take the Ravens in the upset. I think the Bengals take care of business and we will see them round two-ish.
1: Um, yeah, I think the Bengals is just going to take care. Of it. I, they're the better team. I said it uh, last week. They're the better team. I think they're still the better team, even if Lamar plays. If Lamar doesn't play, don't matter. They're the better team. They're going to win this the game and move on.
0: All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on a Monday night at 8.15, uh, 7.15 Central Time on ESPN. And right now, it looks like we are both in the green that the Cowboys most likely we'll go into Tampa Bay and upset the Buccaneers. Ish. I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, this is probably the, the biggest toss-up game of the week. I think there might be there are, I predicted some upsets um uh, in the other games and I think that there will be upsets throughout the wild card week. Um but this was the one for me where it was really a 50-50 like you you don't really know There are some injuries on the Tampa Bay side. they kind of been up and down, but so have Dallas, and we never know what we're going to receive from Dallas in the playoffs. We don't know at all what kind of Dallas team is going to show up. I'm assuming that they're going to figure it out and right the ship because they have the potential to be a competitor um, and make it to the NFC Championship game, but at the same time, who knows? So I picked the Cowboys now, but I don't even know if I really trust that one. I
0: think we're all on the agreeance of that. Um, I think both teams could beat each other, but because of just the just the injuries and just the, the Buccaneers are not what they were just two years ago, even shit, even last year, they're not what they were. Uh, and them li- limping into the playoffs, um, even if they were to win this game, I don't think – the, the buccaneers make it past the second round um this this game if it's won it's going to be won by the will of brady by brady willing this team on to beat the cowboys because there should be no reason why the cowboys should lose to this old decrepit buccaneers team that's probably going to make a lot of offseason changes and look within themselves and figure out whether we go moving forward because tom brady this also might be his last game as a Buccaneer. So it'll be a lot of soul-searching for the Tampa Bay Buccaneer organization to do in the offseason. season. righty then, that shall do it for tonight's episode. We are, again, officially done with the regular season. We are now on to big boy football. Uh, we just did our, pre- our preview show for this upcoming weekend, so we will not – do a pre-show for this upcoming weekend. We will join everybody once again next Tuesday to recap the wild card weekend and the crazy games that we will see over the weekend. Uh, Hopefully we have some good ones, and we can, of course, talk to you guys about that next Tuesday. Other than that, we will – That's right. that will be it for tonight. We will see you all on Tuesday. Thank you all, as always, for tuning in. Uh, X-Talking-ish. Peace.